0: It
1: started as an act of resistance, because he simply could not imagine that such a vast amount of work devoted to a movement as complicated and efficient as El Primero could be brought to a halt from one day to the next. My name is Michel Vermont. I'm a trained watchmaker-engineer and the son of Charles
0: Vermont, who was the
1: youngest of four siblings. In the 1930s, the family did not have the means to pay for his studies, so they put him on a workbench in a company where he learned the watchmaking trade.
0: Over
1: the years, he progressed and became foreman of the Ebauche movement blank, department.
0: One day, the
1: management decided to cease making mechanical watches. He was shaken by this decision considering that given all the work that had been done, notably on the development of the El Primero chronograph movement, he simply could not see it cast aside. He thus took the decision to keep all the tools, including 150 presses that he put aside carefully in the attic of the manufacture. Each press weighed several kilos, and it involved making several trips, which he did in the evenings, which caused other problems with my mother, wondering why he was coming home late. Soir? and him never explaining. He kept it to himself for several years, and no one knew that he had kept all this equipment, along with notebooks describing all the operations required to produce the El Primero movement. My father had already retired in 1985 when one of the heads of the technical department called him and said, Charlie, I need to make El Primero again. Can you come to Zenith and help me? He went to the manufacturer saying, come with me, and took the amazed employees to the attic, revealing all the presses and notebooks hidden there, and almost crying as he did so.
0: That's
1: when we realized why he had been coming home late at
0: night. Despite the fact that
1: I sincerely think that he saved not only the El Primero movement, but the manufacture Zenith itself, He always remained very modest, saying he was convinced that he knew it had to be done. It is a true and very beautiful story that is a delight to tell.
2: Reconnecting with tradition, the El Primero movement that has shaped Zenith's exceptional reputation calls for many concessions. But if the never-ending story of the Swiss watchmaker teaches us one thing, it is that patience is the supreme virtue, and often wins out. Especially when it comes to reviving the passion surrounding this legendary movement. After taking a court's detour, Zenith decided to bring the legendary movement back to life. And the magic worked wonders all over again. You're listening to El Primero Stories, the Movement Podcast. Quartz may have won a battle, but it would not win the war. The wave of quartz watches in the 1970s and 1980s left watch manufacturers who had thus far made mechanical movements the symbol of their know-how with mixed feelings. Companies fully invested in quartz watches stood in marked contrast to those that had never totally despaired of the mechanical watch making a comeback. The all Courts interlude lasted just 10 years at Zenith, from the very end of 1975 to 1985, the year El Primero was put back in production. The partnership with Rolex, which chose the emblematic Zenith movement to equip its Daytona model, helped motivate this quite exceptional event, the return of a watchmaking caliber whose production ceased almost 10 years earlier. It was thus with this movement alone that the manufacturer was attempting to reconnect with its tradition, namely the in-house manufacture of mechanical movements. The beginnings were tough because the workshops had to be re-equipped and the staff retrained. The manufacture of a complex movement, such as a chronograph, is not just about machinery. It also involved calling on watchmakers and multiple skills to make El Primero's heart beat again. Since 1976, when Zenith stopped producing automatic chronographs, the watchmaking environment had evolved considerably. Some firms had quite simply vanished, and the most common chronographs were quartz driven The sustainability of public interest in automatic chronographs was uncertain, since they were much more expensive than watches from Asia, and were indeed sometimes sold by weight. Soon after El Primero was back in production, it appeared necessary to enrich the catalogue with classic three-hand watches. There was no question of rebuilding the other movements abandoned in the early 1970s. Indeed, unlike El Primero, their tools had not been preserved and resuming their production would cost as much as developing a new caliber. Zenith, like most major companies, used movements purchased from suppliers to equip its classic watches, while maintaining a collection of quartz watches. Even though these externally sourced movements were of good quality, they did not fit with the philosophy of a manufacturer with a wealth of its own in-house creations that Zenith wished to place back in the spotlight. An incredible watchmaking sacrifice was justly avoided. It all began in 1991, when the decision was made to prepare a new movement specific to the manufacture. It must be able to replace the previous ones in terms of its size, while also being both open and innovative. Named Elite, this movement was the first at Zenith to be developed using computer-assisted design technology. Its designers, notably including Jean-Pierre Gerbert, technical director of the manufacture, wanted it to be versatile and capable of housing complications. Within three years, the movement was ready. A first series of watches was produced. Acknowledged as the thinnest self-winding movement, it was praised by the press for its performance. And caught up in the euphoria of its presentation, the manufacturer enthused about its versatility. It went on to describe the complications it was likely to receive, including a power reserve display, moon phases, date, and an additional chronograph module. The latter complication caught people's attention, in that it was difficult to imagine that the manufacturer would simultaneously market two chronograph movements, one of which would be cheaper and thus compete with its predecessor. In financial terms, production of El Primero was expensive, and the temptation to present a series of models working on the basis of a common movement blank was all the greater, in that it would significantly reduce costs. Subtly, the elite movement could be equipped with a central seconds hand or small seconds placed at 9 o'clock. This made it easier to accommodate a chronograph module under the dial, including the possibility of a configuration in which the minutes counter would appear at 3 o'clock and the hours totalizer at 6 o'clock. Reflection on the creation of such a system was undertaken in conjunction with dubois de Praz, an external partner renowned for the quality of its watchmaking constructions and adaptable modules. The elite caliber was thus discreetly preparing to replace El Primero, which was under fire for its old-fashioned construction and was announced as available for supply to other watchmakers. Its designers saw it as an alternative movement to those made by competitors. Nonetheless, the possible abandonment of the production of the El Primero caliber was postponed for several reasons. Firstly, thanks to its 5 Hz frequency of 36,000 vibrations per hour, this caliber conveyed a high-precision image exclusive to Zenith. In addition, the movement embodied the brand and endowed it with unique value. The Rainbow and Chronomaster models, at the end of the 1990s, were an undeniable commercial success. Finally, a new strategy was put in place that would prove the salvation of the watchmaking company. From the end of 1997 onwards, the owners of Zenith were secretly considering the sale of the company. This was no time to impoverish its catalogue. In 1999, LVMH integrated Zenith into its watchmaking division. Questions about the future of the El Primero movement were immediately swept aside. The new management, on the contrary, did everything possible to ensure that the brand's entire communication was based on this movement, which became the icon of the Maison. The first visible transformation made by the new management team in 2003 was to open the El Primero dial to reveal its escapement so as to offer a fresh view of the frenetic pace set by the oscillations of this extraordinary movement. Far from being consigned to the oblivion of an outdated past, The chronograph bearing El Primero had regained its modernity and the avant-garde characteristics that led to its creation were once again unanimously acknowledged. For the second time, El Primero thus escaped from a scheduled disappearance. Its production was modernized to meet the most contemporary standards, and the machines that manufacture its components were gradually replaced by high-tech equipment. El Primero has since been endowed with new complications, and not only continues to embody Zenith's present, but is also writing its future. At 50 years young, its innovative DNA remains as modern as ever.
3: Thank you very much to all of you for listening to this El Primero Movement story, a podcast which has been dedicated to movement excellence. My name is Julien Tornard, and I'm the CEO of Zenith. Like you, we are all sharing passion about watches, passion about watchmaking, and I think all these stories that you've been listening to are basically great examples of sharing this fantastic passion. We have been celebrating this year the 50th anniversary of one of the most, if not the most important movement in the watch industry, called the El Primero, a legendary movement created in 1969. All over the year, we've been around the world to celebrate this movement with different friends and aficionados of our brand and sharing this passion. So I'm very happy that you could hear all these interesting stories about the brand, including Charles Vermo's story, which is a man I want to celebrate, especially this year for this anniversary. I'm also looking forward to being with you in the next episode and to share more adventures about watchmaking and about El Primero. Thank you.